This is DW News, live from Berlin. The U.S. shoots down an unidentified object over Alaska. The White House says it was traveling at a high altitude and posed a threat to civilian flights. Also on the show, survival against all odds. An earthquake victim trapped for four days is pulled alive from the rubble. But the death toll in Turkey and Syria now reaches 23,000. Amrahila Mohammed, welcome to the program. The U.S. military has shot down an unidentified object over Alaska on orders from U.S. President Joe Biden. Officials say it's around the size of a car and posed a threat to civilian flights. The U.S. Air Force downed a suspected Chinese spy balloon last week. The White House says it's not clear where the latest object came from. In the case today, we're talking about an object. Again, we don't know a lot about it, but... Uh, but that at its altitude represented a potential threat to the safety of flying customers, uh, you know, civil air traffic. Based on your broad and deep experience, who do you think might own or have flown this thing in the air? I have no idea. Good morning. Well, let's bring in DW's Sumi Somaskanda in Washington, D.C. So, Sumi, what more do we actually know about uh, this object? So, Rahila, what we know at this point is what White House and Pentagon officials uh, have revealed. Uh, what they've told us so far is that a U.S. fighter jet shot down this high-altitude object at around 1.45 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Uh, they told us that it was shot down uh, off the coast of Alaska near the border with Canada and that it was downed over ice, so frozen waters. They also said that recovery efforts are underway. They indicated that because it was shot down over frozen waters, it might make recovery efforts efforts just a little bit uh, easier. Um, this object had crossed over U.S. Uh, into U.S. airspace, rather, uh, when it was shot down. And they also revealed that this object was flying around 40,000 feet, and it was deemed uh, a reasonable risk to civilian aircraft. That is because, because some civilian aircraft um, does fly at around that altitude, and that's why the Pentagon said that this decision was taken to uh, shoot down this object. It was originally detected on Thursday, and then, according According to the Pentagon, they sent up fighter jets to try to assess what this object was, and uh, it was deemed that it was an unmanned object. It was the orders were then given, we don't know when, by the president to, to shoot it down. An F-22 fighter jet um, shot it down, and, and President Biden himself hasn't said much, only that uh, this mission was a success. Right. So there, are there any indications about what this object might have been used for and also where it came from? We don't know any of that yet, Rahila. And officials really have been very careful in talking about this incident. They said we don't know who or what is behind this object, and they haven't told us much more uh, about the uh, provenance of it. But the Pentagon and the White House made clear that there are some big differences to that Chinese spy balloon incident that you mentioned in the lead-in. Um, first and foremost, this object, uh, they said, is much smaller. So they said it's the size of a small car. It is not the same shape either. Uh, be beyond that, officials really have been tight-lipped 
flipped about what they know. Um, they will be working on recovery, as I said, so we might get more information soon. But, of course, people are making immediate comparisons to that Chinese spy balloon incident because it crossed the entire country. It captured much of the country's attention. And the Pentagon is still analyzing the debris of, of um, that Chinese spy balloon, as they've called it, that was shot down. Um, but at this point, as I said, we don't know any more about what this object was or who or what was behind it. Sure. So looking at the bigger picture then, what do incidents like this mean for U.S. national security? So the Pentagon was actually asked that question in, in a press conference earlier on Friday. And uh, the question was, you know, has the U.S. now essentially reassessed national security with that uh, Chinese spy balloon incident, this object? And the spokesperson said that really anything that is considered a threat to national security, of course, is dealt with, and that this particular object was deemed a, a risk to civilian aircraft, as I said. But the reality is, Rahila, that the country is on high alert, and there are also political considerations at play here. Uh, U.S. President Biden has been heavily criticized, particularly by Republicans who accuse him of allowing the Chinese spy balloon to fly over the country, over sensitive military sites. They've called him weak in the face of China. So I think it is safe to say that that pressure at least somewhat informed uh, the decision to shoot down this object off the coast of Alaska. But we still, as I said, need to find out more information about what the object was and uh, what was behind it. That's a DW's Sumi Samaskanda in Washington, D.C. Thank you so much. Now, a number of people killed in the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria has now passed 23,000. Rescue teams are still trying to free those trapped under rubble. Hopes of finding many more survivors are fading. But emergency crews have saved several more victims in Turkey's Hatay province. TW witnessed a German rescue team uh, rescue a woman in an operation that lasted more than two days. Deep under the rubble, trapped beneath layers of concrete, here in the town of Kirikon is 40-year-old Zeynep. She's been trapped under this debris for days now. But there is hope she will make it out alive. A complex mission to free her is underway, involving a team of German rescuers. And using drills and specialist equipment, they've been able to cut a path to her. On the surface, sitting amongst the rubble, is Zubayde, Zainab's younger sister. She's been here since Monday, waiting and worrying. And in a desperate attempt to give her sister the strength she needs to keep going, Zubayde bravely heads underground. Later, showing us a video of the moment they shared beneath the rubble. The name is Zubayde, okay? Hadish. Yeah. Hadish. Jetzt einmal Ruhe. Ruhe um. Zeynep! 
aşkım. Evin neşesi geldi. Sen neredesin? Zeynep is buried very deep under the rubble. I could only hear her voice. I can no longer hold out. Save me, she said. I'm in so much pain. Help me. The rescue team works deep into the night, offering Zebeda all the comfort they can. As they attempt to free her sister. And by the early hours of Friday morning, there's good news. After 50 hours of non-stop work, rescue workers miraculously pull Zainab out alive. She's said to be in stable condition. The relief is overwhelming. We are all just so relieved, so relieved. This woman, she got herself through it. She didn't give up. We are so thankful that she is in this ambulance now. I have no words. The tension was extreme, really, up there. When she was out, I said, now I believe in miracles. After 100 hours fighting for her life, Zainab is free and her sister's desperate wait is finally over. Well, uh, let's take a look at some other stories making headlines around the world. Syria's President Bashar al-Assad made his first public appearance since the devastating earthquakes. State media showed Assad visiting the injured in a hospital in Aleppo. Aid groups have been struggling to get relief to quake victims in Syria, which has been fighting a civil war since 2011. Israeli authorities say two people were killed and five injured when a car rammed into a bus stop in East Jerusalem. The attack happened outside a Jewish settlement. Israel says security forces shot dead the Palestinian driver. Belgian authorities have detained a member of the European Parliament over a bribery scandal. Lawmakers have waived Mark Tarabella's immunity. He denies any links to the scandal. Qatari and Moroccan officials are suspected of offering bribes to gain influence. Now, Russia has launched a massive attack on Ukraine's civilian infrastructure. Kiev says the latest strikes included drones, rockets and cruise missiles, many of which it shot down. It comes as Russia intensifies its offensive in eastern Ukraine and in the city of Zaporizhia, at least 17 missiles rained down in an hour. Russia's latest onslaught has hit with brutal force. This home near Zaporizhia is one of ten in the area that was damaged amid a wave of missiles across the country. The sheer power of the blast sending a car onto a roof. Local residents are used to the fighting, but say things have escalated drastically. It is obvious that the enemy has intensified his attacks. Within 15 to 20 minutes, there were five or six powerful impacts. We have not experienced anything like this for quite some time. Last time, it was the end of spring, beginning of summer.
The attack focused on eastern Ukraine, but air raid sirens in Kyiv forced residents underground as missiles threatened the capital too. Students quickly trading the classroom for lessons in a subway station. While Ukrainian forces managed to shoot down 10 missiles over Kyiv, a home was hit. Some of the missiles were said to cross over other countries too. Several Russian missiles flew through the airspace of Moldova and Romania. More proof that terror doesn't know any borders. More proof that the protection of Ukraine is the protection of the whole of Europe and the world, of every country that simply wants to live. Today's missiles are a challenge to NATO, to collective security. Ukrainian officials have been bracing for a suspected spring offensive by Russia's troops, but as they clean up from this latest barrage, some suspect the escalation has already begun. And to some sports news now, American football Super Bowl takes place on Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs face off against the Philadelphia Eagles. And for the first time, two black quarterbacks and two brothers will be competing against each other. The stage is set in Arizona for one of the most remarkable Super Bowls yet. It's the first time American football showpiece will have two black starting quarterbacks as Kansas City Chiefs star Patrick Mahomes takes on Jalen Hurts and his Philadelphia Eagles. The significance of the moment is not lost on anyone. Now that's big time history. That's big time history. Um, like I said, it's a historic moment to be on this platform and to give so many others so much inspiration moving forward, telling them that they can do it too. So it's, it's, it's a proud moment. Hertz is in his first Super Bowl. His opposite number, Mahomes, has already lifted the trophy in 2020, but understands why this game is so special. To be lucky enough to be in this position and to play against another great guy like Jalen, it's going to be a special moment, and I'm glad that we're here today, but how can we keep moving forward? And uh, how can we motivate kids that are, are younger that are going to follow their dreams to be a quarterback? It's going to be a special, special day um, and a great football game. Mahomes has struggled with an ankle problem of late, but nothing is going to stop him teaming up with star tight end Travis Kelsey, who will be facing his own brother Jason, a center for the Eagles. This is also the first Super Bowl since 2017, which was won by the Eagles, where the two number one seeds from the regular season have reached the finale. If that's not enough to whet your appetite, pop star Rihanna will be making her comeback in the halftime show. It's all shaping up to be a Super Bowl like no other. You're watching DW News live from Berlin. Up next is all the latest.